Jesus, there they all are now again. Welcome once again to the Irish in Sweden podcast. My name is Philip O'Connor. And you're wondering, he doesn't usually introduce himself. Well, it's like this, lads, right? At the Gaelic football tournament there in uh, Scarpnick last uh, Saturday week or whatever it was, uh, this lovely podcast that you lovely people support, we sponsored the lunches between us, boys and girls. And we put a little sticker on all the wraps that were handed out. Lovely chicken wraps, a bit of couscous, a bit of salad. Perfect food now for when you're playing a bit of gad the whole day, right? Uh, so we're just hoping that there's a whole load of new listeners. And not only that, when we did it, you may have noticed that uh, on the Facebook page, if you're, you know, over the age of 75 and still using Facebook, you would have seen that uh, all the pictures from the tournament went up there. Because obviously we're trying to introduce, introduce, we're trying to increase the size of the audience for the podcast. Uh, so that's what we're doing. So we're welcoming all these lovely new people. We're letting them know, as our long-time listeners know, that this is a listener-supported podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Arrowman in Stockholm and you'll be able to support it. Or if you're in Sweden and you have Swish, you can swish a few bob to one two three two four two four one six six, right? One two three two four two four one six six. And if you're from Helsinki or if you're from Copenhagen, yeah, I hope you're listening in as well because we're talking about the boys and girls in Sweden, which sure might be interested of, uh, of interest to you if you're part of the Irish abroad, if you're part of the GA, just want something to do when you're out walking the dog now when it gets a little bit cold. Still not over that uh, Gaelic football tournament, even though I only played the one game. I'll tell you, father time is undefeated, as they say in boxing, but it was great crack altogether. But I want to start this podcast by making an apology to the girls of the Stockholm Gales, right? Because we'll break the fourth wall here. We'll tell you a little bit how the sausage is made. So you get a couple of different kinds of podcasts. Sometimes it's just me sitting here in my little studio with a cup of tea in a lovely Irish and Stockholm podcast mug. More about them later. Um, and it's, you know, interviewing people and, you know, you have your clips and all that kind of thing and you put it together. And then there's doing what we call going out in the field. And that's when you go and you have um, dinner with John Carroll, like Kevin Carroll and the lads and you're recording what they're saying. And uh, you're out at the football pitch and you're talking to Ambassador Gormley and that kind of thing. And that's a different kettle of fish altogether, right? Now, ask my missus, right? I have any amount of microphones and gadgets and gizmos hanging around the place, and I can never work out which are the best ones to use, right? Because you want the balance between really good sound, blind boys always banging on about that, and portability and ease of use, right? So I was using a particular thing that I haven't used in a little while called a Zoom H1, right? But, and if you saw the Instagram post, you'll kind of get what I'm talking about here. In order to get that to work outdoors, you have to put a big furry windsock yoke on the top of it because otherwise all you hear is and people talking. And so that's annoying the shite out of you when you're listening to that in your headphones, right? But what that meant was, lads, that um, you can't see... Uh, if things are recording properly or not, right? So it covers up the LCD screen and you're kind of left a little bit hoping for the best. And the slightest little move or bumping off something and the bloody thing stopped working. And that was what happened when I sat down with the, the female gales, with the girls like Anna Rangord and Emma Ridge and Michelle Cotter, uh, when I sat down to talk to them between the two pitches. And it was a fucking disaster because Anna was back playing her first tournament in years. Veronica, Vera Tilanda was there as well. And it was a lovely little 10 or 15 minutes just talking to those girls and it didn't make the podcast. Podcast and I'm sick, partially because they gave me the time, but also because I want them to have this, you know, the, the the shop window as well. I want people to know about them and what they're doing. Now you've heard some of them on the on the podcast before. You know they're great crack and that kind of thing. But I just I'm really I'm fucking embarrassed that that didn't work out properly. And I'll tell you something, that Zoom H one, yo, that's going in the fucking bin. You'll never see that again. So um, 
Yeah, that was what happened there. But anyway, if you have the chance, go to the Irish in Sweden podcast Facebook page. That's facebook.com Irish in Sweden podcast. And you'll find all those pictures. I think there's about 100 of them went up there uh, from the tournament on the day. And there'll be boys from Odense there. And there'll be boys from above in Yavla there as well. So um, good few pictures there in case your club hasn't told you about them. Go in, use them. I don't care. Credit the podcast. Don't. Just keep listening. Keep supporting the podcast if you can. Now, uh, I don't have long to sort those things out, boys, because I'm about to go off on the road again, right? This is uh, the first week of September. We're all back to lunch and that kind of thing. Uh, back to lunch, back to work. Gee, what is the matter with me today? It's actually too early in the morning when I'm recording this little intro. But you know what? We'll leave it in there. As I say, today is all about how the sausage is made. So, uh, yeah, so this week, anyway, there's a fairly, well, I would say it's a fairly big thing for the Irish community in Sweden, and especially for the uh, the Irish community above in Yavla, right? Because Paddy Reedy, who's the group CEO for LPI, uh, LPI, the LPI group are opening an office above in Yavla, right? An hour and a half, two, ten, two hours north of Stockholm. Some of you who are listening to this are working on the size of them. You know exactly who they are. One of Europe's leading professional contracting firms, and they specialize in high-performance lightning protection systems, earthing systems, and storage protection devices. Now, that may not be much use to you in your apartment on Kungs Holman, but it's very useful to you if you're building huge buildings and data centers for Amazon or Facebook or Microsoft or whoever it happens to be, right? Uh, so they do loads of lightning protection, electronic surge protection. Um, they've been working all over Europe. They've been working in the United Arab Emirates. And they're opening an office in Sweden, right? And every time something like this happens, my heart skips a beat because it means there's going to be more Irish people knocking around. It means there's a greater chance of the Gaelic football club in Yavla surviving and thriving over the years to come. And, for, and I really hope that this is a company that's going to be up there for years. So you know what we're doing? We're getting in the little polo. We're going to, halfway, when we get up to about 120 kilometers an hour, I'll fire that Zoom yoke out the window. I'll get a new L microphone and sure we'll just gather the sights and sounds of what's going on up here and sure if I'm going up you may as well come with me sure come on off we go Yavla here we come So that wasn't the worst drive you could be doing on a Thursday morning. Tell me where we are now, Paddy, right? We're in uh, Yavla, uh, so mid to north Sweden, about uh, one and a half hours uh, north of Arlanda Airport. Um, we're in an area where we're working since 2019, and uh, we decided to acquire a presence here. So we've put our, our feet down the ground, and now we're expanding throughout the Nordics, and this will be our, our central hub for the Nordics. That, that's not a Yavla accent. I've spoken no. to people here. Where are you from here, Sam? Living in Wexford. So, been moved around a bit, uh, Kildare, and then to Wexford. So, yeah, so it's not a local accent, but we're getting there. We're learning the pronunciation of words and how we, how to pronounce them correctly. So, yeah, it's good. Let's head up the stairs here and we'll see what you got up here, right? It's uh, we're in sort of an industrial estate here. So, it took me. I got in the car about an hour and a half ago, and I zipped up the motorway, and it was no problem at all. You mentioned it's very close to Ireland. It's very uh, close to getting here. But have you sort of moved yourself over here, or are you still living in Wexford? I still live in Wexford. Uh, we have a team of. Uh, we have, a, we have a team over here, um, we have an operations man, manager over here from Ireland and uh, we, he's, he's been out with us here and has grown our team out here. Predominantly Irish, predominantly Irish guys that we've, we've brought out and you know they've been working at home on similar projects and we wanted to keep that kind of quality going. But now I suppose with the acquisition here we're hoping to like 
get involved with the community, the Avalon municipality, employ local, you know, where we can. And uh, that's what like today is about, is about meeting the local municipality when they, when they arrive here. Explaining more about her business, listening to them, obviously, and then getting engaged like in educational programmes, you know, universities, what, what career paths people could take. And then basically, you know, give them an avenue with LPI and like turn it into more of a Swedish company, you know, and get into other sectors like renewables very strong here, battery storage is very strong here. Like these are areas LPI wants to go into. And unless we have people from Sweden leading from the front with us, we won't achieve that. So that's that's a lot of our long term goal. Tell me a little bit about LPI, right? Because what you do at the moment, it's sort of quite specialised around lightning conductors, uh, earth's surge protection, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Just explain a little bit about the history of the company. So the company was founded in 2011 uh, in Grange Castle in Dublin, Kingswood Business Park. Uh, the area, I'll just say, is quite similar to here. You know, we, we, we bought the premises there at the time because it was close to the data centres and the pharmaceuticals with Pfizer. And we felt it was a good area for us to expand in and grow into. So from there, we just concentrated in the Dublin market, Leinster market. We grew out then. 2014, we had an annual turnover of 400,000. And then up to today's day, 2022, we were 15.5 million. And from areas in Dublin that we started with, I said the, the pharma, uh, the data centre that was local to us, but we had a lot of commercial buildings, a lot of uh, existing buildings in Dublin. You know, we worked in them buildings, different different types of buildings, and, you know, a lot of learnings from that, and then took it abroad with us. Obviously had great partners, great, um, you know, companies that trusted us with their business, and they brought us in the journey, you know, not just here in Sweden. Our first uh, venture abroad was in Finland. Uh, that was on a Yandex data centre. And that was a good learning curve for us, you know, and good lessons learned. And then we said we wanted the approach would be more European focused. And then, you know, it had to be buy-in from our whole team. You know, it's the team to drive things. You know that in sport, Bert and I do. And uh, we sat down together and how would we achieve it. And um, with Enterprise Ireland that we mentioned earlier, who we met earlier, we felt that they were, you know, key stakeholders of where we could go. So culturally knowing where we'd, you know, where we could, where we could go, what we had to do, you know, as the certifications that we had to abide by, working cultures, uh, working our cultures, like unions, what we had to abide by. So they've been, they've been crucial. So any Irish business, I think, if you're going to venture abroad, you need to be speaking to them first and foremost. Uh, so the company then, 2019 I mentioned, we had the year previous gone to Denmark, where you see over um, over here we were on um, Fredericia, uh project there in Google, and then we had 2019 came, and it had been in planning for this region, this cloud region, so we had discussed it with our clients and we made the venture. Uh, started off here, GVX01, just up the road here. And then it grew to the local area where the different sites are, they're creating the cloud region. So we said, look, we want to be part of this. And then other projects, as I mentioned earlier, to you, Malmo, um, up in Lulia, and then in, down in Stockholm, and then other areas like Vastris. So that's, that's been our history, and you know, we, want to, we want to grow that. I was amazed one day. I sat in an aeroplane back to Dublin. I think it was when the women were playing against Sweden in Tala Stadium last November, right? And this fella sat down beside me and he worked for you. And he's, I said, what are you doing? And, you know, it's everybody said, oh, they're building data centres. But, you know, you were involved in this lightning conductors, fireproof, all this kind of uh, stuff. And he was saying that what surprised me was that was the first time I realised how serious you're taking this place. But he's going, look, we're going to be here for 10 years. We're going to be here tomorrow. And we're still looking for things to do. So if you look into your crystal ball, what is the long term plan for LPI now with the opening of this office? So this office is just part of our European expansion. We're in 11 different countries in Europe. 
This possibly is our biggest commitment overseas. Um, it's obviously to stay with the data centre market to retain our business, but to grow into the other sectors. So we've now ventured into LNG. We're involved in LNG project down in Rotterdam. We have a fertilisation plant over there in um, in northern Denmark. Like these are sectors that's been, I suppose, a spin-off for what's happening uh, in Ukraine. And like we're, we're in, we're involved in these businesses. Semiconductor now is going to be a huge business throughout Europe. You know, with the reposition of semiconductor plants in Europe. So that's sectors that we're following. So to answer your question in a broader term, we're following different sectors. Um, we're hoping to have influence, like because our company is heavily on the design part, consultancy part. So we want to be in just a knowledge-based business as well as a contracting business and a maintenance side business. You know, you know yourself from Irish predominantly were contractors that went abroad. The different section of Irish people now that's coming is as well knowledge-based. You know, we're in consultancy, service areas. And we want to be, along with our partners and the other companies that's done it, we're not the only ones to be part of that journey and uh, you know, give a shed good light on, on Irish companies going abroad. Right. There's a whole heap of guests coming in downstairs, I can hear them. So what we'll do is we'll go downstairs and have a little chat with them. We'll get back to you a little bit later on as we go around the place. Thank you. See, the thing is always that people get very nervous when they see the microphone, but I'm a lovely fella. Shane, tell me what your full name and what you do here at LPI. Uh, Shane Rowan, and I'm an operations director in LPI. He has a lovely blazer on here now. He definitely looks... He has the look of an operations director, right? I look the part today anyway. Oh, yeah, and you have a lovely LPI badge yeah, on there as it. well. It's fantastic. <laughs> Shane, we, we have the, the head office is sort of next door, and then we have a sort of a... Is it a warehouse here, yeah? It's a warehouse. We actually have two warehouses. Um, one of them has been transformed today into, a, I suppose, a, a meeting area, party area. Um, as you can see, the other one's small, small but messy. Stuff has been thrown in here. There's tires and everything, but it's where we keep most of the material for the for the jobs we have in in Sweden at the moment. All right, I tell you what, let's go down the stairs here, and you can tell me the kind yeah. of things that you keep in here, right? So, is this high tech stuff that can only be brought in from Ireland, or is it the kind of stuff that you can get off the shelf in a supermarket? No, it's all brought in from not only Ireland but probably across Europe. So, um, it's relatively new our stores here. Um, Probably the big thing is you don't want to tell too many people, but I suppose it's where we look, uh, keep copper and probably expensive goods as well that can't be kept in sight because there'd be a risk of them um, robbed. But uh, it's, as you can see, it's uh, it's it's tightly squeezed here. We've, we, we've a lot of material, but um, it, it clears out so fast. These these jobs projects we're working on are so, so busy mm. um, that you just you, you need the place fully stocked. So mm. it's, it's a nice landmark where we are as well because we're close to where we're working. But at the moment in the climate we're in, you need a lot of material and we need a place to, uh, to, to locate it, I suppose. Yeah, and look, at there's a lot of uh, cable there that even a complete electrical illiterate like me would see that the yellow and green there tells me that's an earth and that kind of thing. That's it. So yellow and green is earth and that's what we do, really. It's all mainly, it's all earthing we do, um, mainly below ground, so you don't usually see it. But the yellow and green, once it goes above ground, that's... Uh, that's when we install that, 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 that section of us. Now, Paddy was telling me earlier on that the, the company is sort of active in 11 countries at the moment. Is there any difference in the kind of work you do here compared to, say, what you might do in Finland or Denmark? I'm assuming that, you know, the physics of it and the way electricity works remains the same. Yeah, so the physics is, is pretty much the same. Um, now, again, different countries, different regions, to be small, different rules regard compliance. Um, a big thing that people probably aren't aware of is the soil, it's the ground itself. So if the ground is poor, you need larger cable. Um, if the ground is in good condition and there's good resistance, we, 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 we can reduce the size. So what we do is, we probably mentioned previously, is that it's a full turnkey package. So before the job starts, we go out, we test the soil, we test ensure that it's, it's a poor, it's a bad, and then we go back to our engineers in the office who are based in the office before engineers. Um, and they generate a design from that. Um, 
and the design then itself will uh, will size the cable, will show the risks of the size, what if it's a hot, if it's a cold size, um, and then that's what we can produce for the client. Um, in terms of, you know, we're an hour and a half north of Stockholm, it gets a bit chilly here in the winter, Shane. I don't know if you've it been is, here. It is, it's cold. It's a, it's a, it's, it might be the nicest place sometimes in the winter. Now, some people uh, find it find it nice for wildlife and stuff like that, but myself, I find it a small bit cold. Um, but no, it's in the summertime, it's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful region uh, to be in. And lads, I suppose, from home are always eager to get out here to go working. I do, yeah. Yeah, eager to go working. Is it always for the money? Is it for the the, the nightlife, maybe? Um, Jeez, but, is there much nightlife up around here now? Uh, don't, don't name any names no, for the love of God. Don't name any names, but there is, there, is, there is a bit of a nightlife here. And again, they're not far from Stockholm, so I think the weekends, a lot of lads pop out and stop home, train, train down, so it's, it's not too bad. What about yourself? Would you ever be tempted to buy a little house up here? Um, I don't think, well, money, I suppose, is a problem. If, if, if somebody gives me a loan and it could be easier to, to build a house here than, than in Ireland at the moment. It's certainly cheaper anyway. Yeah, without, 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 without cheaper. How have you found it working with the Swedes? Are you very busy on a lot of the projects over here? Uh, we are busy. Um, but to be honest, a lot of, the, lot of our projects are run by, I suppose, uh, Irish or UK uh, companies themselves. Um, and that's how we were lucky to get out here, I suppose. It was... It was uh, clients we had in in Ireland um, and in the UK, and they've they've started to develop, I suppose, their their business in these countries as well in the Nordics, and in the back of it, then we've um, we've uh, we've come in ourselves. Um, how often would you be over and back here? Are you based here for months at a time, kind of thing? Yeah, well, at the start, I was here a lot more. Uh, at the start, I was here, I suppose, three weeks on, one week off. But luckily now we've we've probably management in place in in Yavla ourselves, so. Um, I'm not here as much. I'm not here as much. I think this is the first time I've been out here in about two or three months. So it's it's uh, it's nice to be back anyway. Mm. I'm just looking there. There's uh, the famous safety boots here, and there's harnesses, and there's all that kind of thing. Is there a big difference in health and safety? Because it seems to be that that's everywhere now. It doesn't matter what country you go to. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, I suppose. And um, I suppose it's probably driven by the client as well. We find a similar, we're similar requests for safety on jobs here than we would have in other countries. But I suppose it's important as well. Um, it is important, and it's 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 sometimes people find it uh, hard to work with and slow it down. But it's it's is very important. Something I suppose we have to we have to drive and follow um, because the last thing you want is injuries and sight or, or fatality. I'm still a man who tries to refuse to wear a helmet when I'm playing hurling, you know. But finally, Shadow, just one last question for you. Right, what's your favourite thing about the time you spent in Sweden? What's your favourite thing about being here? Um, it's favourite thing in Sweden, I suppose, is seeing the countryside as well. Like it is, it is a beautiful country, especially when you come up, come up here um, and seeing the place. And I suppose we're in, we're, in, we're, in, we're starting to go into a lot of countries. I'm seeing a lot of Europe, but it is it's probably one of the nicest areas up around Yavla. Um, it's just peaceful as well, as I said. Um, and I suppose it's it's starting to uh, it's starting to become a home for a lot of people from from Ireland. And they're all getting their arts from LPI. That's ho hopefully, hopefully. My God, when you're opening a place up in Yavla, you get the real celebrities coming out here. We have the mayor of Yavla, Osa Viklund Long, is here this morning with us at LPI. Mayor, how are you this morning? Well, I'm uh, very, very happy this morning because this is uh, maybe the most exciting and um, uh, funny parts of my uh, job uh, to welcoming new businesses to, to Yavla. There is an awful lot of Irish people and Irish companies who are active in Yavla now. How, have you noticed them, you know, coming into Yavla? Were you 
involved in bringing them here at all? Well, of course, uh, uh, behind uh, uh, the scene I was, uh, but now it's, it's really amazing. You're in uh, the grocery store and you can hear the Irish people, you're in the pub and you say, finally, yes, <laughs> some life in our pubs. Uh, so you really uh, bring in um, very many good things uh, to our municipality. You are very, very welcome and I know that you are uh, highly appreciated. Thank you very much indeed. Tell us a little bit about the area here, about the, the town of Yavla, the city of Yavla. Well, the city of Yavle, we are about uh, 103,000 inhabitants here. Uh, we're quite close to Stockholm. Uh, we have a, a big harbour here, the, the largest on the east coast. So we are a, kind of a hub for infrastructure. So wherever you go, you need to go either through or to Yavle. So this is a great location uh, for, for um, business to be, for, for new business. So, so Yavle is... Um, uh, maybe a, a small town in a, an international perspective, but in, in Sweden we are quite important in many ways. And I think uh, the location is one of our uh, strengths here. Mm. You have a lot of data centers being built here. You're attracting mm. a lot of big businesses. Mm. And like you say, a small town here. Do you have to work extra hard to compete with Ireland, with Finland, with Denmark? Well, maybe, but we are very strong. I mean, uh, the green uh, industrial revolution in Sweden, we are, where we are trying to be carbon neutral, where we are this um, uh, green uh, green development is, is so present. I think we have a, a very strong position. And uh, I think it's um, the other way around. I think Sweden is... Uh, um, we are in the front. In, in, uh, Everybody else has to compete with Sweden. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> we have a door closing behind us here, so I think there's a speech going to be made. But uh, one last question, Mayor. Do you expect a lot more Irish companies to establish themselves here in Yavla? Yes, you are so uh, welcome. And I just talked to Ambassador Gomli and I said he needs to put up this, uh, I mean, um, the embassy of uh, Ireland is uh, quite welcome to Yavla because I think it will be necessary because uh, we will uh, strengthen our bonds and we will have even more uh, uh, companies coming here and people, Irish people coming here. I'll send them all straight to you. Mayor, thank you so much indeed. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll tell you what, you may not say anything on the microphone, but we're going to tell everybody that John Kinsel is here anyway, right? He's specifically asked not to be asked questions. Paddy does the talking for LPI. But I'm here with a few other people from around the place. Could I just ask you to introduce yourselves quickly? We might start with Mark. Yeah, Mark uh, Duffy from Shore Engineering. Uh, Jerry Kelly, uh, Regional Operations Director for Colin here in Sweden. Uh, John Cunningham, um, MEP Construction Manager for Colin. Would you have a more important job with that with the GA? Uh, Set the kites delegate for Europe. And we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Lads, Mark and Jerry, you're both living up here in Yavla now, yeah? Uh, I live in Stockholm, uh, but uh, I'd commute up to Yavla every maybe two weeks. We've a project here for a uh, data centre client, and uh, we have a few other projects in Sweden and Denmark, and I commute in between. One of the things that uh, John is staying quiet about is this expansion into Sweden by Irish companies. Do you see a lot of opportunities here for companies like yours? Yes, there's this huge opportunity and I suppose we would have started with these clients back in Ireland and we, we developed a relationship with them and came, came out to the Nordic regions with them. Yeah. Has it turned out how you expected or has it been a whole lot different when you're working on the ground here? Uh, I suppose it's, it's, the culture is uh, it's, it's probably similar to, to Ireland. Uh, they probably have a a better work-life balance than back in Ireland but um, yeah it's working really well uh, we're, we've developed good partnerships and 
good relationships with other Irish companies out here and one big happy family at the moment. That was the thing I was just asking before we turned on the recorder there, Jerry. I was saying about this competition situation, but you were describing it more as the Irish companies partnering with each other on these big pro projects. How does that work? So, as I was saying, um, there is a competitive element, which, you know, in terms of the contract works we're doing, but um, to be successful, we draw heavily on a, on a partnership approach uh, to, to, to deliver the scale and the, the level of the projects we're delivering for our clients. Um, it, it cannot be done by one, par one contractor or one uh, specialist contractor. The level and scale of works uh, that we are producing requires that partnership approach. If you don't mind me asking you a personal question, you've moved up here to Yavla. This is your new home. How have you found it up here? I found it great, really. Um, I'm based in Yavla now since 2019, and uh, previously, we, we, uh, Colin's first venture into Sweden was 2017. So I, I find working in Yavla and indeed working in Sweden very good. People are friendly. Uh, the standard of English as a, as a, as a, as one point is just great. Like I previously worked in Germany and you didn't have that maybe same um, same standard of English. And, and I would say people's, people's friendship, people's um, uh, good nature is really, really important. And uh, I'm, I also I've met my wife here, uh, so now we're both uh, living here in Yavle, so it's uh, re really and good. Is that a Swedish woman you met? A Swedish woman. What did I tell you about talking <laughs> to Swedish women, Jerry? I, uh, <laughs> I didn't meet you earlier. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't tell you earlier <laughs> enough, exactly. Yeah. Um, how was that going? Because obviously you're married here, settled down over here. That was probably no more than any of us who live here, I suppose. And, uh, it, it was never the intention to, to be here long term, was it? No, probably not. Um, I think um, the, the, the clients we work with and data centers, they're fast track buildings and uh, I suppose sometimes we start with phase one and uh, we, you know, we always hope that new works will develop and come our way, but it's uh, maybe we um, are reliant on our client in some ways. So I wouldn't have probably expected it to, to be so successful and last so long, but thankfully and touch wood that uh, hopefully it extends uh, further and uh, looking forward to continuing our works here in, in region. Having married into a Swedish family now, do you find yourself getting a bit more immersed in the culture now and the language and that kind of thing? Uh, that's something I still need to develop, is, is the language. Um, I sound like his wife now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my wife is, is fluent in English, so um, that's something I still need to work on, but uh, it's, uh, it's on the to-do list. That's one of those things, John, I often feel they speak better English than fucking we do when we're here in Sweden. How have you found communicating and doing business here in Sweden? Well, I think that it's, um, by and large, it's, it's, been, it's been easy. Um, I think everyone maybe in Sweden and stand credit from maybe the age of 35 or 37 onwards have, um, have learned English at schools, to the school systems here. Um, maybe some of the older generation um, would maybe it's a little bit smaller, a little bit more hesitant. Uh, but I think if, if they see that you make an, an effort in your communication with them, that, uh, that, that they respond well to it. So it hasn't from a day to day, from work wise, from business perspective, uh, it hasn't been a struggle or it hasn't been an issue here, thankfully. You're another man who's made his home here in Yavla. Now, hopefully you're only working the eight hours a day as the Swedes do, right? What's life like up here? Do you enjoy life in Sweden? We do, of course. Um, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to do here. Uh, they have, I think people sometimes think of Sweden and that we, we resonate towards the, the winters, but the, um, <coughs> the spring, the seasons, the summer, there's so much outdoor activities that, uh, that you can do because you have the climate. Um, in the winter time, you know, the majority of our colleagues, not me a lot at, at this time now, but would, uh, would head towards the mountains and they have the snowmobiling and skiing and, and all of the outdoor activities that come with that. And they get like, a lot of enjoyment from it, uh, the side teams there, you know. 
Um, is that a big thing when you're talking to people back home and you're saying to a lad or a girl, right, we want to bring you over to Sweden, do you, is that a selling point to say, look, you can learn to ski, you can learn to snowboard, you can do all these mad things? Well, you just explain to them, you know, that, that there's more to life than one particular place. It's good to travel. Travel always broadens your, your horizons and your educations, really. Um, different cultures, seeing how they live, you'll always, you know, the people that adapt to that, you'll carry things and learn things forward. Um, and I, I think that, by and large, like, the, the, the teams that we have brought from Ireland and, and all over, have they've enjoyed their time here, they like working here, they're happy in their community, uh, and they mix very well together uh, here, which is also really important, and mix well with the locals as well. Yeah, so that, that collaboration is what really makes the living, the work-life balance better, I would say. Uh, you mentioned that you're a delegate in the Central, Central European Council of GEA. Have you been very involved in setting up the GEA up here in Yabla, or are you more one of these sort of old Corla fellows sitting in the box there with the prawn sandwiches that Roy Keane loves? I suppose it all depends who you ask. Uh, <laughs> um, like everything else in the yeah, GEA. I, uh, I, really I would have been the one, the, the founding member of, of Yabla GEA, along with a uh, um, multitude of, of, of lads, uh, Dane Barrett, Conor Carr, Tom Hurley, uh, Paul Keane, um, and a number of, of, of just local guys that were living here and naturally anywhere that there's a bunch of Irish people that are, are sports, um, are sports. we tend to bring our sports travel well with us. Um, the club is going into its, um, moving into an island to its third year of formation. It was difficult through the COVID period naturally, but they, we, we maintain that. Um, and last weekend, they actually, they were in, in, in Stockholm, they lost the final down there to a very good dance team. Um, but the standard of play there was uh, was very good, um, and we've held a number of, of events here. Uh, last year we held a, a, a big event uh, in need of, of local charities, um, in need of local charities here. That was uh, with some guests of honour over from Ireland for it. That was the biggest GAA event I've seen anywhere in the Nordic region. So there's no need. You don't have to be sort of shy or humble about this. It was amazing. Listen, there was a lot of collaboration, and again, it was the partners. So uh, it's important that we develop you know pastimes and things for for people to do on site so so that in the evening time they're going for a run they're going for a jog they're, they're doing something active um, and giving them somewhere to go as a release outside of work it also helps the guys that are on sites come together and and, and get to know each other uh, and that trans that transfers well then when you come to work as well yeah because you have a you could have you could have up to maybe seven eight hundred people in the, in, the, in the region at different times that wouldn't necessarily know each other well and it sort of brings those people closer together too and I think the GA has always been great at doing that no matter where, where they've been. Yeah. The G GA has traditionally been the great Irish employment agency, Mark. Do you find that you know, you're know you sort of poaching staff off one another through things like the GA and meeting lads in the pub and that kind of thing or is that, you know, do you sort of agree not to touch one another's personnel? I, we <laughs> I have to be very careful how I answer this. I'm going to leave it in. Whatever you say, I'm leaving it all in. Right? No, look at that. Uh, we, we have agreements with, between all the companies that we're not poaching each, each other's staff. So, uh, no, there's... Uh, there's you look disappointed with that, Mark. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm here with two Colin men, so I can't really say a whole lot. <laughs> But, but so far you find that the people who come over here, they enjoy it anyway, the people who are working for sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, they really embrace it. And uh, as I said, there's a great camaraderie between everyone out here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really broadened their, their, uh, their views, I suppose. It's great to travel and, and, and work on different projects, um, not even just data centres, but substations and these battery manufacturing plants that are coming up here in Sweden as well. So, yeah, it's a great experience. 
Chair, if I was a young person working in Ireland, or maybe if I have a company in engineering in Ireland, and I was offered a chance to go to Sweden, what would you say to me? I would say go after that um, and don't be afraid of it. Um, and don't talk to the women. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe talk to the women. As well. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, I think um, to a young person, um, to take an opportunity. Like uh, even myself, if I look back to when I started um, in making a decision to go to, to to Germany in Europe with Colin, that was a big step in in, in my career. But uh, thankfully, it's been a successful and a great step in, in, in terms of my career development. And I would say for any young people listening that they should uh, go after and uh, not to be afraid of that. There's great experience. Like Yavle is an hour and 20 minutes north of Stockholm, a major city in Europe. And, uh, you know, you live, live your life and develop your career. So absolutely, I would, I would um, say that people should be able to make decisions and, uh, and do that and not to be afraid of that. Yeah. Every continued success up here in Yavla, gentlemen. I'm going to find Enterprise Ireland now. <laughs> this is it, the grand unveiling. Okay, we are now going to unveil this plaque. So please, Ambassador and Cody and John, show us. <laughs> Do you want to pull across the bodies? Yeah. Revealing all of them. <laughs> Caught in from Enterprise Ireland. Um, how much work goes into doing a project like this where a company like LPI sets up an office in Yavla? Oh, for LPI, I think it's probably quite a lot of, <laughs> of hard work. Um, I mean, if, yes, it's, uh, I know just the process of getting um, a bank account, for example, and, you know, the whole admin uh, with the registering the company and so on. And, and although Sweden prides itself on being a country that is a fairly... Uh, fast to establish a presence there is still a little bit of red tape there of course and it would take some time and of course the actual project of of this is the hard work um, of the LPI staff um, I haven't done that much of the practical things here I just go I, in and do all the fun stuff like this that's the thing. and yet everybody here is thanking you for the efforts <laughs> that you made what does Enterprise Ireland do for companies like this well I have been in touch with LPI since back in end of 2018 so I do help them I have helped them quite a lot I guess with just practical issues about introductions inviting them to events with a little bit of visibility through social media maybe um, but a lot of it I would say is being the spider in the web um, and using the network that I have, making introductions for them, introduce them to potential partners, to service providers and just try to make that journey a bit easier for them and being the eyes and the ears on the ground basically. What was the biggest challenge that you think LPI had to face in terms of establishing themselves here in Sweden? Actually, LPI have done really well. I have to say they've grown so quickly, um, had an amazing journey. Um, one, of the, one of the advantages that they've had is that they work very closely with the Irish contractors. And we have so many of them already here in the Nordics, in Sweden, in the Jävle-Sandviken region. So that has made it a bit easier for them. The challenge that everyone tells me, including LPI, I guess, is to find skilled labour. And that's not just the issue in Sweden, of course, that's everywhere. So that would be Irish companies' issue globally. Now, this is the first time we've done a podcast at the opening of an Irish company's office here in Sweden. Will it be the last, or do you expect more to follow in the footsteps of LPI? 
I think there will definitely be more. We did the same thing in September last year for Colin and Kirby, also here in Yavle, which was a great success. And I have a number of companies that are talking to me about office openings in both Sweden and Denmark, possibly also in Finland and Norway. So no, it definitely won't be the last. And just to look at Gävle Sandviken, we have so many Irish companies working here. And you have the same in Odense in Denmark, for example, or Luleå in Sweden, etc. So no, it won't be the last. Watch this space. Watch this space. So after hearing from Enterprise Ireland, from LPI, from the Mayor of Yavla, I'm now speaking to the co-host of the Irish and Sweden podcast, as he's on for the second time in two weeks, Ambassador Austin Gormley. Um, what's it like to be here today as an ambassador, seeing what's a very positive thing for the Irish community in Sweden happening as another business opens up and establishes itself here? Yeah, I think it is a very positive story, Phil, and uh, good to see you again. Um, yeah, it's about, uh, as you say, it's an Irish company, successful Irish company, really setting down roots in Sweden uh, for the longer term. It's about them making connections to the local community here in Jävle in terms of training links to the universities. Uh, it's about making connections as well, growing local subcontractors, also Swedish subcontractors. So it's a, it's a kind of a success story, if you like, an Irish-Swedish collaboration, and it's great to see Again, of course, an, an Irish company, uh, another one coming into Sweden and all that brings in terms of contribution to the Irish community per se, as you know, the, the GAA and the Chamber of Commerce. I'm not too happy with their, community, uh, with their contribution at the moment. They knocked us out of the final there. We didn't even make it to the final back in Stockholm the other day. Um, we've had the Mayor of Yavla here. Osa has been here. She said some very nice words there. Have you been speaking to her about the situation here, not just for LPI, but for Irish companies in general? And how happy are they with this development of all these Irish people coming up here? Well, as you heard from the mayor, I mean, they're happy that jobs are coming into their region, obviously. But as we discussed, uh, they're also happy that these companies are willing to share their knowledge and expertise. So major multinationals, of course, are moving in to this area of Sweden and other parts of Europe. Irish companies are going with them and Irish companies are bringing their expertise and servicing the multinationals. And I don't want to speak for the mayor, obviously, but I think they're very keen, as I understand, to learn from that experience, if you like, of accompanying multinationals and really putting down roots so that you get a sustainable uh, longer-term sustainable business cluster here in, in Yevla and also focus on sustainable uh, industry as well and renewables as you heard which is a very important for Yevla. It's been one of those things that when I was preparing to come up here it's been spoken about by yourself it's been spoken about by LPI by Colin by Kirby's and by the, the local council here as well uh, so it is becoming a big thing has there been anything that you've learned from observing this process and from being here today that we can take and use in other places in Sweden you know in other sort of towns or cities or is Yavla the city that's sort of making the most effort to attract Irish people and Irish companies at the moment? Well, I think you've seen it in Yevla, definitely, uh, with the cluster of Irish companies, as they coming in to support uh, these major multinational data centre, uh, what they call hyperscale data centre projects. But you've seen it in Lulio as well. And again, we see those linkages, that message about building local expertise, subcontractors as well. Uh, that message is also the same up there. And again, you've seen it, you know it, Phil. Again, the outworkings then with these young, fit fellas and women coming in uh, willing to contribute as well to the to Irish communities in, in, in these places. So so I think there is an ambition in Yevla and the north and other cities in Sweden you know, to grow over the longer term and Irish companies and Irish people are part of that as you say. So I think there is something quite special going on here actually. 
does it present any challenges for you as an embassy? Because now you have a sizable Irish community, one of which is up near the Arctic Circle, another which is an hour and a half away. So does that sort of, the day-to-day -day workings of the embassy, is that, will you be on the train up here an awful lot more often now, would you say? Yeah, in the winter, Phil, you know, I've got to get my skis out, you know. I can improve my skiing, hopefully. Um, well, you wouldn't take out your football boots last week, so we may as well get cracking on the skiing. Yeah. But look, uh, seriously, yes, absolutely. I've been to uh, the North Norbotten three times now in the last two years, uh, supporting Irish companies with Enterprise Ireland uh, and also with European Union ambassadors. So there's a lot of action. There's a lot of things happening there. They're very important, not just for Sweden, but I think for Europe in terms of... Uh, green energy, uh, green steel, uh, transition to cleaner in, in, in industrial processes. So, so yeah, we do need to be present on the ground more up there and we do need to be traveling out more. And this is my second time to Evla. So I intend to follow where the business is and, uh, and where there's potential for Irish companies and where Irish communities are, absolutely. We've seen a great job done by LPI themselves and by Enterprise Ireland as well. Is it getting to the stage now where we actually need more resources here in terms of the staff that you have at your disposal at the embassy and at the agencies? Well, thank you very much for I'm saying that. I'm not looking that. for a job, but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for saying that, Phil. If this, if this could get back to Dublin, yeah, that'd be great, you know. Yeah, but uh, well, as you know, in fairness, uh, Enterprise Ireland have, have reinforced in, in recent years. Uh, they have seven officers here and uh, three in, uh, well, six officers, I think, now, but uh, three in, uh, in Copenhagen. So there has been a significant investment in the, in the region. And, uh, but we also have two people in the region, uh, and we have a Tourism Ireland office in Copenhagen. So I think that does reflect the potential and that investment, again, uh, is looking very much to, to, to the future and the fact that these are our home markets, you know, uh, and they're growing market. They're still growing, uh, and Irish companies have a lot to offer. So the resources are there. I think it's about Team Ireland and drawing all the different elements together. And that's what today is about as well, not just about LPI, but also the other Irish companies that are there in, in support, and then Enterprise Ireland and the Embassy there, uh, again, with the, making the official connections and uh, helping with the practicalities. They'll keep you busy for another yeah. while, I'd imagine, will they? Yeah, yeah, they'll keep us busy, de de definitely, Phil. Yeah, you keep us busy as well. <laughs> I'll, keep you. I'll, be, I'll see you again for next week's podcast. Oh, Ambassador Gormley, thank you so much. I'm always happy to be here yeah. with you, Paddy. Uh, we've had the speeches, we've unveiled the plaques, we've made commitments to each other, we've said wonderful things about the city of Yavin and LPI and the Irish Embassy. How happy are you now that it's all done and dusted? Um... Hard to say done and dusted because you know you're still. It's on. only the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, it's only the beginning, and you're on the journey, and you know you're meeting new people today, which is always exciting, and you're listening to new people today, and that's that's what I take from today, you know, and that's what will continue the journey, you know, meeting Mayor Oza here today and, and listening to her, and you know how she sees us developing the region, or how companies should develop in the region, and you know we gave them some insights into basically in Ireland and data centre communities, how to stem an ecosystem of supporting each other and how to create employment and you know that's knowledge that we shared with them and how they take forward and yeah so it's the journey's only starting really and continuing and that's we hope to from this area here of Trout Sweden and my say throughout the Nordics you know this is there's a wider area here too I mentioned earlier I don't know was it yourself Philip but like we can see the signpost for Oslo out the road here we're not far from Norway you know Finland we've worked there before and we want to generate our business from here that's 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 right um, you know, this is a milestone for you and for the business, right? And sometimes when you get here, you know, there's been a lot of thought goes into it, making sure there was catering and all that. There's a lot of things that sort of distract you from what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, do you feel more positive now after this event today when you've met all these people, you've met uh, your clients here, you've met the local municipality? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, 
you know, you've, it, it's gone. They feel welcome, you know. And we're Irish people, you know. We're great at welcoming people to our homes in Ireland or to our country. And then to do it abroad, you know, to bring that welcoming abroad to our, our, our establishment here now, that's, that can be a challenge. You know, you want to do it like you do at home, but obviously have cuisine. <laughs> What's well, not that they're used to, you know? It's, it's not the, the, what did we say earlier, not the, the breakfast rolls that we'd have at home, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I, I am happy that it's, that it's gone and they're happy and, you know, like yourself and our, our, our clients and everyone got to, to mingle. Like, there's a cross-section of people here and that's great, you know? Like, there's people that's been very good to us with their business. There's Enterprise Ireland with Karen Angus here. Um, a lot of people, I'm sure, in this podcast in business that are Irish people in Sweden in business know Karen what she's done for us. Um, that's the beauty about Ireland and what we've established with Enterprise Ireland is having people like Karen in different jurisdictions to help you on the journey. And I said it, I think, earlier, which like, that's a key for anyone doing business uh, outside of Ireland, a particular Sweden. You're going to meet someone like Karen. Uh, Hannah Fraser's with her as well. These great people. And uh, Minister uh, Ambassador Gormley there is very welcoming. Uh, he's always there uh, to listen and share his advice, you know, and that's that's great. I know we, we do be negative sometimes about home, and there is things that have to be to be sorted and cleared up. It's not perfect, but I think when we go overseas, we're you know we're 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 a force, you know, and that's that's what we want to that's what we want to be keeping keep becoming, you know. You mentioned in your remarks there, you mentioned some of the big Swedish companies like IKEA and that kind of thing and how much you respect them and that you want to be as much a Swedish company as an Irish company. You're also going to be employing, hopefully, a lot of Swedes here or a lot of local people here yeah. in the future. How important is that to the, to the mayor when you were talking to her? She wants to see you getting Swedes in here. Yeah, that, but that's, that's, it's not something that you can make up, Philip. You know, like for us, we're not strong yet. Our company's not strong. And when we're saying it in the renewable energy sector, we have a lot to learn in the renewable energy sector. We have a lot to learn on taxing the renewable energy sector. Swedish are a lot ahead of us in the renewable energy sector. So there's already something we can learn. That's an, an area that we want Swedish people involved in our business. You know, growing our sec that sector, because that's a continual growing market. And, you know, she is, obviously, she has election coming up herself, uh, Mayor Rosa, and uh, she wants to know, like, what, what, what can you bring, what can you deliver, what can you get to educate? And safeguard, I suppose, the local community that they're with people here that gives them a good career path. Also, like, there's another, it's not just employing Swedish people to work in Sweden, you know. I remember advice we got one time when we were breaking into the Swiss market. Uh, we're told, you know, tell them that you're established in Sweden now, you work in Sweden. Sweden's seen as a quality marketplace, you know, a high-value marketplace, high-quality marketplace. So, you know, that's, that's as much as anything for us being in Sweden and having Swedish people leading alongside us. And you mentioned as well that you're going to be partnering up a little bit with local universities here so that you get the kind of graduates and the kind of skills that you need. How important is that for the future of your business? It's, it's, it's been a huge step in stone for us today. It's like we've, 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 we've guys with us at the moment, like Shane, Rowan, Owen, Deneen, that have come through the business, been from college, and we feel that is the right recipe. It's worked for us already, and we believe in Sweden it'll be another step and so on. But we need to identify the universities, we need to identify the colleges, and, and you know engage with them. Bring them in and you know re-educate -edu people on what we're doing and what we can offer them. But then there's there's people that let's say had skill sets from another industry, and they want to diversify and transition into something to do with data centres, something to do with pharmaceuticals, and in our light protection industry. So that's something where we can achieve as well. And finally, what do you see as being the future for hurling in the Nordic region now, with a man as skilled as yourself here? I won't say that skilled. Um, uh, we're listening to you, Philip. Uh, you know, it's um, what do I say? It's uh, and that's an ongoing process, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. Uh, you know, you're doing great work here. You know, you mentioned it earlier. You do mention it earlier, 
like it's more about you here than I about this discussion, but like it's um you see you mentioned earlier creating maybe some of the team in Sandvik and you know a couple of teams around this area. I think that it's like the local the GEA culture is being built upon the community. And the community in every county in Ireland has a rivalries, you know, and, and I'm a buffer's alley man in Wexford and our 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 closest our closest team we play against is Owlert and we've a huge rivalry. And that's because we're so close to each other. So I think to achieve uh, maximum is, is having local rivals. I know you said earlier about Stockholm and uh, Yavla. There's an hour and a half distance there, you know, between some Irish counties, that's the distance. You'll never build a club rivalry. And I think you want to achieve that is build a club rivalry. And then that, that, that gets what we have, that GEA culture and ethos. So hopefully. It's about hitting that, finding that balance between rivalry and partnership that we talked about with all the, the yeah. uh, competitors a little bit earlier on. Paddy, let me wish you the absolute best of luck in everything you're doing here. Many years of success to you here. Thanks for talking Thank to me. the trip up the road last Thursday morning to Yavla and it literally was got in the car just after 8 o'clock tore up there and uh, the wonderful Lynn who was working for, for LPI as a freelance marketing and communications person she did a brilliant job of putting together that event um, and it was just you know it was very odd to see so many Irish people and so many Swedish people there in this uh, industrial state in this industrial area there where you know Yavla really is one of those towns it reminds you of many of the small towns in Ireland where you know the, the town itself is you know prosperous a beautiful place and that kind of thing but you can't stand still anymore when I was talking to the mayor also there I was talking to her in Swedish just after and we're saying look at you know you, you have to you have to compete you have to be out there looking for jobs and looking to bring employment in no more than you know the town's a home back in Ireland and that's obviously where Paddy and where John Kinsler have, have come from with LPI and to see then you know it was telling a few people I talked to a few people up there about uh, back about 20 years ago there was this thing of you know Ireland probably didn't have the greatest reputation and to this day people don't know a whole lot about Ireland it was you know odd oh, you know cheap mince meat down at Ica or whatever and that was the extent of what they knew about Ireland but oh, that's all changing and it's in no small part due to the people uh, that you've just heard from in this podcast, right? It's due to the people from Enterprise Ireland and from Tourism Ireland and Ambassador Gormley, but it's also due to the companies like LPI who are coming in here and it's not just that they're bringing in, you know, nail guns and fellas who are willing to climb and do, you know, dangerous jobs and that kind of thing, but it's the knowledge that they bring and the way that they do things and the way that they cooperate together and does it deliver on these big projects. Um, you know, that really is something that we wouldn't have been known for before and that's so valuable because they're not going in there and saying, okay, well, I can do this work, you know, and uh, we'll do it for a euro less an hour per head than this. That, that, that day is gone. These are, you know, expert, well-educated workers these are people who know how to manage processes and projects and big things like that for these big companies. And it's um, it's just amazing to see. It's a whole new dimension to, to Irish life and to the Irish community up there. And what everybody seems to be saying without saying it is that this is for the long haul. You know, now they are saying it is for the long haul. But the next step really that we're looking at is how do organizations or how you know we have all these people coming over with companies like lpi who want to employ swedish people in the future and that's great but how do we anchor irish communities in these places and that's the next step then and you know what 
I can't wait to see where the likes of, of John and Paddy bring this because these are clever fellas, right? These are fellas who are used to getting things done. They have ideas and they have resources and they have places that they want to go. So it's a, it's a very exciting time for Irish people. It's a very exciting time for the Swedish-Irish community. It's a very exciting time for Sweden as well because as you heard the, uh, <laughs> the mayor there saying that, you know, we're bringing life to, to their pubs and to everything else in their town. And th- that's just a fantastic thing to, to see and to... And to you know, such a privilege to be part of it. And thanks to, to Paddy and to the lads and to Lynn for, for making me part of that. Now, lads, before I, get, I let you go, uh, there's always a couple of things that we have to bring to you. A little bit of uh, housekeeping, as they call it on some other shows. I wouldn't do it here because that just sounds daft, right? If you're around town at all, if you're around the town of Stockholm at all, get down pay a visit to our good friends there at Veerstone's Pub. Martin Hessian is down there with all sorts of fancy hipster beers that the young people do be drinking. And they even have big, dirty pints of stout for the elfers like me. They even have cans of Guinness Zero for elfers like me who don't drink dirty pints of stout anymore. But um, we're coming into that time of the year when you enjoy or you learn the greatness of beer stubs, right? So many little nooks and crannies and you go in and hang around. And of course, Martin is the most generous man in the world when it comes to this community. And he always sort of looks out for us and helps us out and has helped out with this podcast since the dawn of time, right? Uh, the other thing that I wanted to tell you about is our other uh, supporters and, and friends over at the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden. Don't forget that they have um, an event coming up now on the 8th of September, right? So go to irishchamber.se forward slash events. Uh, they have an event coming up about applied sustainability, a mega, a business mega trend is what it's called, right? So uh, that's, I think the, the whole event is online, everything else like that. All the information is on the website, irishchamber.se forward slash event. And they'll tell you all about it uh, there so you'll have uh, that's also a, a thing to do with the Norwegian Irish Chamber of Commerce the Irish Latvian Chamber of Commerce and the Irish Business Club in Finland and I'm hoping to speak to um, to one or two of the people who are going to be taking part in this this is the first uh, of a ser- in a series of events that are going to be around that subject but the first online event is on the 8th of, Simber- uh, 8th of September it's going to be on at 11.30 local time and it's called Sustainability or Bust What Gets Us Here Won't Get Us There and the speaker is the chairman of the Irish Norwegian Chamber of Commerce Roger Strevens and Roger has uh, a whole lot of stuff behind him in terms of, you know, an environmental industrialist, sustainability work. Uh, he's worked in global sustainability and it's a whole, like, such a raft of experience to bring to that particular discussion. So if you're into sustainability, and I know Anna Rungard is very into it, we mentioned a little bit earlier on, uh, get on board there and have a listen to that because it's going to be fascinating. And who knows, I might be able to snatch a couple of quotes from it uh, or a little bit of info from it that I can say, uh, serve you up with here on a later version of the podcast that's about it for now um delighted to finally get out of stockholm for a little while uh, i will be making a trip up to our friends in lulio very soon as well neil costigan has been uh, promising to invite me up there and i'm just going to invite myself now it's gotten to that point where i just uh, have to go up there but now neil has been very generous in terms of coming up there so just make sure i know when he's there and i'll nip up there for the day i might stay overnight i might see the northern lights i might not but I'll see plenty of Irish people up there because they're still up there knocking around. And unfortunately, we didn't see a whole lot of the Lulio people up there during the uh, Gaelic football season this year because, you know, it's been an absolute nightmare. So you know yourselves when you're booking um, SAS flights home for Christmas or whatever, how expensive it is and that. So, And that's all, that's everywhere. I've been over and back to Norway a few times and uh, the prices of hotels and the prices of travel and everything else like that, it would make your eyes water at the moment, you know. So... Um, 
that's where we're headed for. But I'd head up there soon enough. So as I say, nice to get out and get up the road to party and the boys up there and do a few bits and pieces. I'm actually going on the road again myself. Shortly after you hear this, if you're listening on the day it comes out, I'm going to America to cover an old sporting event. Uh, with any luck, seeing as um, you heard me moaning about not having any holidays, that kind of thing, might get to sw- sit by a swimming pool out there and go to flying into Los Angeles and then moving on to Las Vegas. And um, a lot of people don't like Las Vegas. I like it. It's one of those places where, you know, if you don't have ADHD arriving, you'll certainly have it by the time you leave. It's just mad. There's just like stuff happening. Like they call New York City the city that never sleeps. That's nonsense, right? They're all gone to bed by 11 o'clock there. But Vegas is just bonkers. Doesn't matter where you go, 24 hours a day, there's stuff going on there. So I'm going over there for them. There's a Swedish lad, Hamsat Chimaev, who's fighting against Nate Diaz, who once beat Conor McGregor, had two great fights against McGregor. So I'm going over there to cover that. A little bit of work over there, a little bit of a holiday as well, because there's a few friends over there. And I'll be doing a little bit of work for a new podcast that you lovely people will be able to enjoy as well. Like this one, only for a sort of a bit of a broader audience. So with that in mind, I've already interviewed the person. Like I, t- I told you all along, that's been telling you since the start of this episode. Today you get to know how the sausage get, gets made, right? So I uh, recorded an interview for next week's podcast, because in next week's podcast, I'm going to be making my way back over from the US to Sweden. But I couldn't let you down. That's just not the way this works. If you go to patreon.com forward slash arrowmanage.com and you support the podcast, well, then I feel honor bound to be sending you a podcast. So that one is in the bag. And it's to do with the Gothenburg Book Fair. And I'm not sure, I'm not going to tell you now who it is, right? But you might be surprised. It's a very popular Irish author. uh, Somebody with a very strong connection to Sweden uh, that they talk about. So yeah, that's the teaser for next week. So make sure you're tuned in. Make sure if you want to switch a few bob, that's great. If you want to be on Patreon, that's also great. You know, But we'll keep ticking away here. We'll keep building away here. And we'll keep looking after one another, whether it be in Yavla or in Lulio or down below at Fagan's Pub in Malmö or at Veerstone's Pub here in Gamlastan. So that's it. As we always say, look after yourselves, look after one another, and we'll talk to you again next week when there's a bit more literary-themed Irish in Sweden podcast. Good luck. <laughs>